0: Good morning, for Church. Thank you again for the great worship and welcoming Compassion UK today. My name again is Lynn. I, I do many things, I wear many hats, but today I'm a compassion volunteer. And to begin with today, we're going to watch a short video. And then we move on to a PowerPoint presentation. And then I'll share a bit of um, the word today. Okay. and straight on where I will share the work of compassion you are doing at Milford Baptist Church. Thank you again for having us to come and celebrate with you the work you are doing. Your impacts for the support you've been giving to compassion it has covered 9,000 and 18 hours towards the children within the projects they are in. About 4,661 nutritional meals were given out to the children. 52 medical checkups were conducted based on just the resources from this particular church has gone towards the children and 17 Bibles were given to the children. The total financial gifts you've given towards the children was 2,995 and an additional gift was given to one child. The letters, I loved hearing Denise reading the letters. It's one of the important components of sponsoring Compassion children. They love stories. They love to hear you um, communicating with them, not only are you giving financially, but you are also enriching their souls, and they look forward to those letters, so we just encourage you to keep on doing that. Thank you. You currently sponsor eight children, five boys, three girls, and one is in primary school, the rest are in secondary school. Look at those beautiful faces. Each child is known by name no one is left behind. These are the countries where the eight children are coming from, Uganda, Tanzania, Kenya, Indonesia, Haiti, and Brazil. The neighborhoods, this is where the children, most of them lives in. It's predominantly um, houses made up of brick and iron roofs, and it's mainly in the mountainous areas, and their diet, it's predominantly probably maize and rice, the things that they grow themselves. Graduation stories, we love this. Over time, your contributions produce people like Ronnie. If you hear the story of Ronnie, he started off and without even a pair of shoes. He got one from Compassion. And 16 years, when he was 16, he studied engineering, and now he is a teacher. So such stories is what you are contributing to. Whether you get a child at the age of three, or maybe when you engage a child who's already in secondary school, it's great stories. Some have become doctors, some have become Um, member of parliaments, they are transforming their communities and thank you very much for the work you are doing with Compassion. I move on to the word for today. I've been given the theme, the list of these and I think that's what you've been following maybe for the past few weeks I'll make a bit of a tweak to it, but our main reading is coming from Matthew chapter 25, verse 31 to 46. Bear with me, it's quite a lengthy read. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne, all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you are blessed by my father. Take your inheritance. The kingdom Then the Lord will see you hungry. Then the, then the Lord, then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you stranger and invite you in and needing clothes or clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go and visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did, For one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine you did for me. Then he would say to those on his left, Depart from me. or sick in a prison and did not help you, he will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do to the one of the list of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment but the righteous to eternal life. Let us just have a quick prayer. Father God, we thank you for this morning. And we thank you for the reading of your word, and may it minister to us, and may you direct in all our steps, in Jesus' name. Amen. The title of my message today is Choices. The passage we read gave us a glimpse of the choices we can make in life to be more like Christ, and how our choices can make a difference in our lives and the lives of others. Today, I wanna talk to you about these choices that can help us to fully connect with Christ and make a difference to our surroundings. We all know that with this freedom, there is liberty. My first point to share is salvation is a choice. We're given an invitation to follow Christ and we have a, f- a choice to follow him. And it's never imposed on us. God is very patient with us. He's compassionate and is loving. He gives us a choice to leave the old and embrace the new that is in Christ Jesus. Having a new identity that reflects the nature of God and enables us to see, to feel, to hear, to respond to the cries around us, just like how you respond to the cries of the children of compassion. It's all God's love and God's heart and his nature that is being reflected in us. And it is a choice that we make. And if we go back to the scripture we read, it talks about the list of this. When you are sponsoring a child of compassion, you are responding to the list of these that Christ said, when you do to one of these, you have done for me. So we thank you, we're so grateful for what you're doing and keep doing. Galatians 5 verse 22 is an example of how we ought to live with the fruit of the spirit, such as love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, and so much more. If we walk in God's nature and exhibit the spirit of love, kindness, goodness, forgiveness, and giving becomes easier. In Galatians 5 verse 1, the Bible tells us that it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery choose freedom today. As I was preparing today, I began to think about what freedom really means to me now, and how I can express it in my daily life. I realized I have a responsibility to decide each day whether I'm aware of it or not, how I will go about life today and allow Christ to be at the center of it. What I do with my time, with my resources, with my words, my thoughts, my actions, all these are choices that each one of us has to make. But one thing that I'm certain of is, if I walk in the freedom that I would have chosen to partake of in Christ Jesus, I can accomplish much more than I can imagine. Each day we are presented with an opportunity to make choices, to decide what to do, what to think or what to say. We can bring life or death to any situation. We are entrusted with the responsibility from the very beginning if we go back to Genesis Man was given dominion over the earth. Man was given the responsibility to decide to make it a better or a worse world we live in. This begins in each of our hearts, what we are cultivating. We can choose to love unconditionally, which some are already doing, like for example, reaching out to people who are far away, the children of compassion, you're reaching out to them already, and we are so grateful. Or we can be like the scripture, in Proverbs 23, verse seven, which says, for he is like the one who is inwardly calculating. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. We can be true to ourselves, and be true to the call, of God and we can live a life or we can live a life of pretense, I would like to pose some questions for you. What's in your heart? What are you building or what are you tearing down? What are you saying with your words, whether it's your thought patterns, what are you thinking? Are you thinking along the lines, I am establishing the kingdom of God? or there's just a level of selfishness within you. It's It's just a thought to just set yourself through the choices you are making with your thought patterns or in your heart. Proverbs 4, verse 23 says, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. It is not easy to keep our hearts pure and alone, We cannot do it. But when we choose to live our lives as an offering to the Lord, then through us, he can make the necessary changes in our lives and the lives of others. My second point, forgiveness. It is a choice. Jesus gives us a choice to forgive others, and in some cases, we must make a choice to forgive ourselves for us to be all he created us to be. You might have endured a lot of pain from people you treasured, or sometimes to the point of maybe you might have actually lost your identity because of the pain you would have endured. And in so many ways, you might have considered cutting ties and never look back on those people, but God orchestrates our lives. The choice to walk in love and forgiveness is the best way we can present Christ in our lives towards others. There was a time in my life when I questioned some relationships It felt like I had poured so much into others, but the feeling was not neutral. I was at the brink of walking away or even treating them the same way they were treating me. However, God's word causes us to have a different perspective to life. It draws us back to love despite all and reminds us that we don't do things for men to uphold us, but we do it unto the living God, who sees and knows all that is in the heart of men. And again, the choice to love benefits us more than the one who has been wronged or the one who needs it the most. In Philippians chapter two, verse 17, Paul wrote, But I will rejoice even if I will lose my life, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God. When we know and feel his love, it changes our perspective to life and helps us to embrace others more easily. Unless we have known this kind of love, It is hard to walk fully in God's plans and purposes for our lives. Christ died for us and showed us the kind of love first. The third point that I think it's necessary is giving. Giving is a choice giving is a way of showing gratitude to God and others. God gives us a choice to give of our time or of our resources. Just like in Matthew 25 verse 31 to 46. We're two kinds of people. Depending on how they would have seen the situation, both of them, they didn't know that they were already giving to God. The other one, they chose not to, the other one did give. But either way, it was giving unto the Lord through reaching out to the needy. Let me just share a short story. I grew up in Africa. Part of my childhood was in an abusive environment. An opportunity came for me and I left home. At this point, anything sounded better. Going anywhere else was much better than staying at home. I remember moving away, far away from home to a different town. I met great people who shared the gospel with me and my perspective to life was transformed. These people, They did not have much, but they welcomed me in their home and treated me like their daughter. They created an environment which reflected God's nature, and soon I was found in Christ, and my life was never the same. They were always thankful. They made a choice to be thankful, loving, giving of their time and resources to the church family and to the community. They had their own personal challenges, but they knew who their maker was, and they chose to set their eyes on Jesus, the author of their faith. They trusted in a higher power and knew where their source was coming from is your ability to be thankful, affected by the situations around you. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18 says, in the midst of everything, be always be giving, for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. I soon learned to leak to live like my new family, giving of my time and my resources to the communities around me. I did not have much, but I was happy to share the little that I had. I also learned to forgive and embrace those who had hurt me. In that first trek, a few years later, I'm at a conference in London and a Compassion Children's sponsorship was on screen. Watching the the stories of the children of Uganda, it brought memories and tears started flowing. In that moment, I knew what I needed to do. I remembered how someone gave me accommodation and fed me when I had nothing. During this conference in London, My finances were tight, but I said to myself, I will have to shift things around and God will do the rest. I picked a profile of a four-year-old Shaira from Uganda, now 11 years old. The Lord has been faithful over the years towards me and my family. I have since picked up three more compassion children, Kevin from Uganda, Christian from Mexico, and Saul from Thailand. I am grateful that we can be Jesus' hands and feet on this earth. I come here today advocating for these children because I can relate and find Comfort in stretching my hand towards them with the little that I have In closing You might not know what you're carrying or the impact you have towards others Your gift to the compassion children it may sound like it's 28 pounds a month But this gift is transforming a life a family a community, a nation, a generation. Your giving is welcome and it's embraced and loved and cherished. Thank you again. Who knows, you may be the est of today and you are serving a nation or a Joseph who bravely conquered hardship and fulfilled his calling by serving other people from hunger. Colossians 2, verse 7 says, Let your roots grow down into him, and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. I am encouraged by the stories of the compassion graduates who have gone through tough times. Their resilience and determination to be the best version of themselves, they are giving back mentality. I am so grateful. Let's have a look at a short video, the list of this. In a given week, we'll go at least for three days without food. The friends that I played with in the neighborhood got captured and was being trained to become child soldiers. We would beg our parents just to buy one apple, but even the rotten ones, we could not afford to buy. I don't know why Aaron Ritchell decided to sponsor me, but when he did, my whole life changed. A group of people from Compassion showed up at my church. They said, you're going to go to school, and then somebody's going to write to you. I don't have to worry about whether my parents would have enough money to keep me going to school. Whatever you do for the least of these, you do for me. You do for me. You did for me. You did it for me. Sponsor a child today to break the cycle of poverty in a child's life, like my sponsor did for me. My last remarks for you today. Choose to lean in and hear God's voice. Choose to obey the whisper and nature it. Choose to build a personal relationship with Christ. Choose to see yourself in the eyes of Christ and choose to see others with the same lenses choose to forgive choose gratitude thank you again milford baptist church for all your giving towards compassion children whatever list you do you do for the lord can i pray for you okay. dear heavenly father we thank you for the church for the work it's doing in extending their hand towards the needy. And we pray for each and every person in this place. Father, that you may touch them at their their point of need. Help them, O God. Give them comfort they need. Bring healing to their souls and their bodies. Father, let their lives be transformed in you. May they see you in everything that you are doing in their lives. Bless them, O God. Bless this church. Bless your people, in Jesus' name, amen. I have a few profiles at the back that I brought with me today, and I'm happy to share more on how you can sponsor a child from Compassion, and if you want to know, or just to know a little bit more, how you can help Compassion, I'm happy to have a chat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.